What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight. Thank you uh, coming from my wallet on that. Um, with Through the Wall, uh, we have uh, some uh, news that will relate to what we are talking with for our headliner. So we're excited to t- talk about that. Um, and then after that, of course, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Black Adam. Hell yeah. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say, let's do it. All right. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. All right, so starting off with Through the Wall, uh, this relates uh, to Black Adam, where um, should we talk about the post credit scene for this movie with this, or Uh, just talk about this news? Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that as we were playing the promo. (laughs) Um, I am going to say... This entire so let's just start off and just say like this entire episode is going to be full of spoilers. Okay. Uh, so if you have not seen Black Adam, we recommend you go check this film out first. Um, obviously, it's probably been the the worst kept secret ever of what this uh, <laughs> post credit scene is, but. Still, we don't want to be the ones to ruin it for anyone. So please stop yeah. listening now. And if you listen past this point and anything's spoiled for you, it's your own freaking fault. <laughs> yeah, so I'll give you ten more seconds. That's not really going to work because I crop out the silences, remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, my bad. Sorry. Okay. So if you listen past this point. <laughs> then it's all on you. Yep. So for those that have seen Black Adam, there is one post credit scene, and it is the return of Henry Cavill's Superman confronting Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. And... Oh my gosh! Exactly. <laughs> I like Dude. your uh, Troll 2 reference. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. He looked amazing. He did. Oh, abs- Oh my gosh. Dude, they like... 
I don't even know how to explain what it is that they fixed about him. It just like feels like they added more color. They yeah, they did. His suit's not as dark. But I'm cool with that. Yeah, same here. Like I like he... the more vibrant blue. Yeah, like everything's more vibrant. Like the yellow is a lot more vibrant. The the red, like his even his hairstyle, like he has like he he's felt more Superman than I feel he's ever felt. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I freaking love it. It was incredible to see him. Like he had the classic freaking Superman swirl. They played they played the theme song, dude. Yes, yes, they did, and it was great. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, dude, like I freaking geeked out like no man's business, and I'm so glad that my theater was empty. <laughs> oh, really? You were the only one in there? Yeah, which is freaking bullshit. Damn. But whatever. <laughs> that's that's sad. Yeah. Dude, I felt so bad. You, Caleb texted me, uh, like, oh, hey, is there anything uh, after uh, the, the Superman post credit scene? I didn't text him back to like, four hours later. I'm like, I hope you didn't sit through the rest of the credits. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I okay, did a quick good. Google search, and it was just like, nope, just one. And I'm like, all right, cool. Because I had to pee like a mother. I, I kind of figured you did. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm looking at, like, someone who took, like, a quick snapshot of it, of the post credit scene on their phone. They, that is illegal. I know. But the, uh, the S, too. Like, his, his, um, like, his Superman logo. Like, it's even, like, stretched out a little bit more. Like, it doesn't feel like the S is super freaking fat. Here, I gotta look this up. Yeah, like I just put Superman cameo, Black Adam, and like I might be wrong, but I'm like, I'm seeing like another picture of like of Superman in his classic suit, or like his uh, Man of Steel suit, and it they look very different. Yeah, they do. It's like just stretched out a little bit more, and like it it always kind of felt like the Man of Steel. Uh, logo was just kind of scrunched up to be restricted to his chest but this one it kind of like goes down further like kind of below his pecs a bit so it feels a little bit more stretched out and it feels like it has more room it does absolutely agree but it looks incredible dude it looks so freaking good like i could not be happier um no me neither yeah, but that's not really the the news item that we're talking about. Um, S- Henry Cavill is actually coming back as Superman in a few new projects. Woo woo! And I could not be happier about it. I feel he always like he. I feel he got gypped as Superman. Oh, he absolutely did. Absolutely. Yeah, and it freaking sucks. But. Yeah, it it I think he, I don't know if he like I know he's signed on for a couple more cameos. Like I know he's going to be in the uh the Flash movie. Oh, he is? Yes. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm just trying to see if there's like any other 
Yeah, I'm not seeing anything else about him being Superman. Yeah, nothing really, um... Yeah, nothing really set in stone, like, other than him just announcing that the actor says his recent cameo is just the beginning. So I'm assuming that just means eventually we're going to get more of him, so... Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, could not be freaking happier about that. I love Henry Cavill's look. I think he's an incredible actor. He He's the reason uh, I actually started liking Superman. Because ever since I was a kid, I was never the biggest fan of Superman. Uh, just thought he was overpowered. Um, but for some reason, after I saw Man of Steel, I actually started to warm up to the character. Yeah, it's just, be, honestly, my only issues with Superman has never been, like, the actor's problem. <laughs> Th- that's fair, yeah. Like, even, um, what was his name, Brandon Routh, like, from Superman Returns, never had an issue with his performance as Superman. My yeah, issues always came with how he was written. Yeah. And I feel like he got... Like I said, I think Henry Cavill got gypped. So, I mean, that's that's where I feel I'm sitting with, like, Henry Cavill. <laughs> I, I can Coming agree back. with that. Yeah, I think, they, I think they'll do some good things. I have some high hopes. And then also with Dwayne Johnson behind them and kind of pushing... I have a hard time saying it, pushing his agenda, but... <laughs> <laughs> But pushing his, like, ideas into the DCEU and, like, creating what he what he said, like, this new hierarchy and everything. But he says that Superman needs to be, like, the staple of that. Yeah. And, I like, am... oh, I get it. <laughs> I am wondering, though, because uh, if there might be a, a clash of, like, ideas, because I don't know if I'm... Where Dwayne Johnson wants to take the DC, because they're just calling it the DC Universe now, right? It's not. I it's think not the so. I, anymore? Yeah, I have no idea what they're calling it now. I'm still calling it the DCEU. Fair enough. Um, I'm just wondering if there's going to be a clash of like um, ideas uh, between Dwayne Johnson and James Gunn and uh, Peter. What's his name? Uh, Saffron. Saffron. Um, just because I feel that. I, I don't know. The way that uh, I know James Gunn likes to do superhero movies might be different of how Dwayne Johnson wants to take the DC uh, universe in a, in a different direction. So it's going to be well, very interesting. This is a t- tough area. Like, you bring up a really interesting point. James Gunn, I think he excels at bringing good realism to characters that just are completely out there. Like he, yeah. like with the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Suicide Squad, like he brought in characters that were just completely absurd, made them somewhat cool. Obviously, he killed them off, but like, who would yeah. have ever thought that we would have gotten a Peacemaker TV show and one that's like wildly popular? Yeah, that's true. Like, and if you would have, have told that me, Polka Dot Man would actually be cool. Yeah, right. It's like it's like shit like that. Like I think that's where he excels. Like he excels at bringing absurdity to the DC universe and 
Dwayne Johnson knows what the fans want. So Fair. I I hope and pray that they're they're open to feedback from the others. From I mean, from what I can tell, I mean, obviously I don't know what uh he's like behind the scenes, but I feel like The Rock would be easy to deal with. Like he seems like he's easy That's to get along fair. with. I've, I've just heard that like a lot of people are very surprised that Dwayne Johnson hasn't like reached out and like congratulated James Gunn and Peter Safran about um their um their new uh titles. At, well, at it's DC. Like, has it been like confirmed that he hasn't? <laughs> Fair, but usually the rock with that kind of stuff, he he uh he's very vocal about that kind of stuff. He would have made it a big uh point to be like, "Oh, hey, you know, just want to congratulate James Gunn and Peter Safran for uh taking the reins on the DCU. Can't wait to see what they do." I feel like he's more I don't know. I think with something like that, I think he's more like behind the scenes like yeah. Like I think when it comes to like uh congratulating his friends publicly, I think he's really good about that. But I think with someone that he maybe doesn't know as well as um as James Gunn, like I think that'd be just kind of a private conversation, maybe something that's not like publicly recognized. Alright, fair enough. I don't know. Like I I'd like to think that maybe he he has said something, but again, I don't I know the so. man personally. <laughs> I don't either. But I mean he I mean, just seems like the type of person that He just seems that like would. such a genuine nice guy. Yeah. Like he really does. Um just speaking of of that real quick. Have you ever watched his, any episodes of his uh The Young Rock? No, I've not. Have That's you? actually a pretty decent show. <laughs> Is it as good as Young Sheldon? Ooh. That's a toughie. I'd actually say it's somewhere on the same level. Okay. Like I love Young Sheldon. But I mean, I did not think that I was going to like Young Rock as much as I did. Okay. And I'm super excited for the new season coming out. Have you have you have you stayed up to date on Young Sheldon? Uh yes. Yes, I have. I've seen so many comments cuz you know how like Ian Armitage is, you know, going through puberty and everything. Yeah. Um, every, every, it's no, the best comments are just like Damn, his voice is uh, lower than the freaking uh, grown-up Sheldon is in the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> Dude, I love that he, they've just started bringing into that world that the uh, the comic book shirts. Oh, they have? Yeah, like the end of the last season. Um, like, yeah. yeah, the end of the last season. Uh, they close off with him opening up the the flash shirt. Oh hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and you see him like actually like put it on, and it's like just the classic red flash shirt with uh, like blue sleeves. I think, dude, that's so cool. It is so cool, and then they've started like incorporating that a little bit more into his wardrobe. Like it's it's a so slow. Doesn't... 
yeah, it's a slow transition, but he still mostly wears just like button-up shirts. Yeah, for the most part, okay. but like I said, slow transition. Like he's wa- wearing a little bit more NASA stuff. He's wa- wearing like the Flash shirt. Like he, it's it's good. It's really good. Lo- okay, sweet. I'm like a season behind. I need to catch up. Yeah, dude. Last season was freaking nuts. Like the last half was was crazy. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Oh, but yeah. So. Anyway, getting back on topic, we don't know the full extent of what Henry Cavill has signed on to do other than the cameo for Black Adam and I believe a cameo for The Flash. Okay. If it's not oh, yeah. if it if he if he doesn't have one in The Flash, I'm pretty sure it's for Aquaman. Okay. It's like for one of those two. Um so whatever ends up happening with that, like I'm I'm very excited for the future of the the DC universe. This is, spoiler alert, this movie has reignited my my love for like the DC universe. I'm sorry to say I wouldn't go that far. But Fair. It comes that, close. that's what's gonna make this this uh breakdown interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh well yeah. With talking about that, what do you say we just get into our headliner then? I say let's frickin' do it. All right, so... Like we said, for this week's headliner, we will be breaking down the new DCU or DCEU, whatever you want to call it, uh, film Black Adam. So, Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final Albro's letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story. Writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and thrown into our algorithm that spits out a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. And then it gives us a percentage to figure out what our ranking of these movies would be. Yeah. Like down to like a thousandth. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's uh some tight margins over on the <laughs> All Bros podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. Um so with that, again, if you have not seen Black Adam and somehow made it through our new segment without get receiving any spoilers, um there's going to be more spoilers up ahead. So if you listen past this point and anything is spoiled for you, it is your own fault. Uh, so Rose is about to read off the entire synopsis for the movie, so you have been properly warned. Yeah. Superman dies. There you go. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days you're going to actually say what the spoiler is. I know, right? <laughs> 
we lied. There actually was an end credit scene. It wasn't just a, a post credit scene. Yeah, the end credit scene is Superman dies. Yeah, the mid credit scene is is uh, Superman saying, "Black Adam, we need to talk." And then the end credit scene is Superman getting his head ripped off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cut print. All right. In 2600 BC, the tyrannical king of Kondog, Kondok, I never, I could, I always screw up this name. Is it, isn't it Kondok? Is that how I ever say it in the movie? Hold on, I need to look at how it's spelled. <laughs> yeah, Kondok. Okay, Con. Okay, so in 2600 BC, the tyrannical king of Kondok, Octon creates the crown of Sabak, which gives the wearer great power. After attempting to stage a revolt, a young slave boy is given the powers of Shazam by the Council of Wizards, transforming him into Kondok's heroic champion who kills Octon and ends his reign. In the present day, Kondok is oppressed by the Intergang. Archaeologist and resistance fighter Adriana Tomaz tries to locate the crown of Sabak with the help of her brother Karim and their colleagues Samir and Ishmael. Is it Ishmael or Ishmael? Uh, Ishmael. It is Ishmael. Thank you. Yeah, at least that's how I remember them pronouncing it. Okay. As Adriana obtains the crown, Intergang ambushes them and Samir is killed. Adriana reads an incantation that awakens Teth Adam, whom she believes to be Kondok's champion, from a slumber. Adam slaughters most of the Intergang troops. U.S. government official Amanda Waller deems Adam a threat in context of Justice Society, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher, to take him into custody. The Justice Society arrives in time to stop Adam from causing further destruction to Kondok and Intergang's troops before explaining to Adriana that Adam was not a savior who was entombed, but a madman who was imprisoned. Ishmael reveals himself as the leader of Intergang and Kondok and chases Adriana's teenage son, Amon, who has stolen the crown. Adam, Adriana, and the Justice Society intend to use the crown to trade for Ammon. They reach Ishmael, who reveals that he is the last descendant of King Octon and, wanting his rightful place on the throne, demands the crown, which Adriana willingly gives to save Amon's life. Ishmael betrays his part of the deal and shoots at Amon, and Adam, trying to save Amon, loses control and destroys the hideout with his power, killing Ishmael and wounding Amon. Guilt-ridden, Adam flees to the ruins of Octon's palace, where he reveals to Hawkman that the legends of Kondok's champion were told incorrectly. It was Adam's son, Harut, who was granted the powers of Shazam and became Kondok's champion. Knowing that Harut was invincible, Octon's Assassins were instructed to execute Harut's family, including Adam and Harut's mother. Harut gave Adam his powers to save his life, and Octon's assassins immediately killed the depowered Harut. An enraged Adam slaughtered all of the king's men and inadvertently destroyed Kondok's palace. He was subsequently deemed unworthy by the Council of Wizards, and in the resulting scuffle, Adam killed them all except Shazam, who imprisoned him along with the crown of Sabak within what would become Adam's tomb. Feeling incapable of becoming a true hero, Adam surrenders. The Justice Society takes him to to a secret Task Force X black site, where fate has a premonition of Hawkman's impending death. As the Justice Society returns to the city, they realize Ishmael intentionally made Adam kill him while he was wearing the crown of Sabak, having shot at Ammon, who would... who... sorry... 
having shot Ammon so that he could be damned to hell and reborn as the champion of the six demons of Sabak, arising from the underworld to claim his throne and the power held within. Sabak summons the legions of hell to terrorize Kondok, but Ammon, Adriana, and Karim rally the people to repel them. The Justice Society prepares to face Sabak in Octon's ruins, but fate creates a magical force field that prevents Hawkman, Cyclone, and Smasher from entering. He reveals that Hawkman's death can be avoided with his own sacrifice. Um, with his own sacrifice, fate fights Sabak alone and uses an astral projection to release Adam after talking to him in his cryo sleep. Sabak then kills Fate, causing the force field to disappear and allowing the others to fight. Just as Sabak is about to kill the Justice Society, Adam arrives and engages him. With aid from Hawkman using Fate's helmet, Adam kills Sabak. The Justice Society departs on good terms with Adam, who accepts his new role as the protector of Kondok and adopts a new name, Black Adam. In a mid credit scene, Waller communicates with Adam and warns him against leaving Kondok before Superman arrives and suggests that they should talk. Hell yeah. Alright, just kicking it straight off in, with story. Um, there were a lot of changes from Black Adam's like original like comic book origin. Like he's had a couple different origin stories, and this was different from both of them, and I think this was different in the best possible way. So I have to ask with that, um, was it, was the whole like Kondok thing, um, like, uh, his, uh, his son actually being like the real black Adam, but, uh, he gave his powers to his dad, all that stuff. Is that in the comic? Uh, no, none of that is in the comic. He was actually just like, just a straight up villain. (laughs) Okay, so so okay, so in this one they made him more like an anti-hero. Yes. Like he, so in the comics he is just the straight up like he's kind of has um the Doctor Doom vibe, like how Doctor Doom is like the ruler of Latveria. Okay. Um it's the same thing. Black Adam is like the ruler of Kondok, like in the comic. And he just kind of, like, rules with an iron fist and whatever. Like, he's the protector of Kondok, and he's more, he kind of leans more towards, like, Venom. In a way. Like. Not gonna lie, I would have actually loved to see that, but I, that might have, and this is nothing against The Rock, uh, acting abilities, it might have been hard for me to take The Rock seriously if he was like having to be that kind of that in that kind of role. Yeah, that's where I, I disagree with with you. I think that the origin that they gave him is like way more interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like it gave him like purpose. I feel like I don't know it. it it's just someone who it's like he, his his son like bestowed the powers like wasn't giving the powers to his his dad he was like utilizing the powers that it gives to i i would say to like quick heal his his dad 
And then I I assumed that they were just going to give the, like the powers back. Like it was just going to be a quick one for one <laughs> like swap. Like cuz his cuz Adam was like on the verge of death. And then yeah. Harut gave him like the powers to heal him. And then I just assumed he was going to give the powers back, but unfortunately Harut was shot with the the arrow. Yeah. Which damn, talk about going out in a gruesome way. Yeah, it was extremely gruesome. Or just just heartbreaking too for Yeah. For everyone. And one thing that I don't think I'm going to be able to bring up later, the the Shazamed version of Harut was actually played by the the actor that is playing the twenties like the twenty year old rock in the, the T V show. Oh that's cool. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like I thought that was like the coolest shit. Um but yeah, it's just I think they they gave him like a super interesting background, but I feel like they spoiled it. Like did how much how much of the trailers did you see? Uh so I saw both trailers. I only remember seeing the first trailer like maybe like two times, so like I don't have any recollection of that trailer. But the second one I did see like five times, so I had a decent recollection of that one. Okay, because they straight up spoil the the reveal of him being not being like the original Adam. Oh, they do. Yeah, like they say, my son, that. like my son, sacrificed himself to save me, and like they never, yeah, they never revealed that. Hmm. Like I thought for the longest time, like when Harut was. Like, I knew damn well that the guy that he was talking to was The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the beginning, so, I was just like, okay, so how does he get the power? <laughs> like, because eventually he's going to, but then they're just like, oh, Harut is the one that disappeared. And I'm just like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, he was just talking to The Rock. Like, and if you want to tell me that that's not The Rock, <laughs> like, you're out of your freaking mind. It freaking sounds like him, too. <laughs> So, like, I had a real hard time just, like, buying into that and just, but I think the way that they took the story where the, uh, where Harut was the original Adam, or I don't even want to say Adam, like the, well. The the original champion? Yeah, yeah, where Harut was the original champion and then just gave the powers to his his father to like save him i think that was a really interesting turn yeah i i, I can agree with that and like did you did you get like assume that that was the case too like did you know that harut that that wasn't harut no um see this is why you're like so better at picking up on this shit than i am because like I didn't even uh, notice that the the guy that he was talking to the kid that was talking the 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 
I didn't realize that the guy the kid was talking to at the top of the uh, rock was uh, the was um, Black Adam. I didn't realize that that was Dwayne Johnson for some. Yeah, reason. I I figured as like as soon as I heard him talk, I'm like, okay, so that's the Rock. He's eventually going to get the power. Like, how is this going to happen? And so that kind of like spoiled it for me because I also remembered the trailers too, where I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. where's the sacrifice from his son? Like. Yeah, his son because they they kept saying like, oh, his son disappeared. His son disappeared, and I'm just like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was confusing the, the hell out of me. But I think I think overall, like they they pulled the like that whole backstory off pretty well, and I really like the um, the conundrum that they were bringing, where they were saying that he wasn't really. Or he didn't want to like market himself as a hero. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that as well. Um, what did you though feel about like them like not mentioning? Uh, oh wait, no. Like, did we're? Oh my god, I'm sorry. Um. How did you feel about them, like, not mentioning, like, Billy, uh, oh my god, Shazam's Oh, name. Billy Batson? Billy Batson. How did you feel about them not mentioning him at all? I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel the it's same like, way. they didn't, like, <sighs> that, okay, that is, like, a really good question, because it's, like, they didn't really have an opportunity to. Like, they didn't have, like, a good reason, I I feel, to bring him up. Yeah. Fair enough. I I mean, they did still talk about Shazam. So. Well, technically, but that's just because that's the word he uses to transform. That's, yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's not technically, like, I don't count that as a Shazam reference. Fair because that's like something that uh I mean Black Adams always had to say Shazam to transform like it's never been anything different Just imagine if it was like Adam Black or some shit like that Oh that would have been so dumb <laughs> that, That's the only thing that I could think of <laughs> Oh yeah but I think they did a really good job with like how they they paced the story and like the way that they kept throwing in the uh, the origin. No, I, I can agree with you. Yeah, like if I think they just alluded to it maybe a little too much, where it did, where like yes, when we finally did get to see the entirety of the origin, that it was like really satisfying, but it just kind of like felt like we got blue balled a little bit throughout. <laughs> Dude, like, oh, here we up. go. Like, here we go. Straight now we're going to get up, the explanation, man. and then no. It's just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, so, I thought that was really interesting. Um, trying to think of like any other like. Oh, what do you think of like the the JSA portion of it? I really liked that. Um, I w- I do feel that. Um, 
Adam Smasher and uh, oh my god, what was her name? Cyclone. Cyclone. They were definitely the uh, out of the Justice Society. They were definitely pushed to the side. Um, I feel it was definitely Doctor Fate and Hawkman. Uh, they got the uh most love. Um, but I I I feel it worked. Um, I loved Hawkman. Um, dude, he was so cool. They like Hawkman doesn't get enough love. He always gets shit shit on, and I hate it. He's such a great character. Um, and I'm really glad that he 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 got a great representation in this movie. Even though I hated how much he got his ass handed to him by Black Adam. Okay, that makes sense though because Hawkman's never been able to go up against Black Adam or other heroes like Superman. Like his yeah, endurance, his like endurance or just ability to take a beating has always been like incredible. So he can take a beating from them. He just can't dish it out. And I think that okay. just showed. <laughs> yeah, you know, fair enough. So I can kind of forgive that stuff, but yeah, like the way that the, like even Adam Smasher like pointed out, he's just like, dang, Hawkman just doesn't quit. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I really, really like that part. But dude, his, I think his mask was a little cheesy. Like this, oh, that's just getting into costumes. Oh, I'm, I'm spoiling it. Never mind. <laughs> Spoiler, though, I absolutely agree with you. We're talking about Adam Smasher here, right? Oh, no. I have thoughts about Adam Smasher. Okay. Um, But, no, I was talking about uh, Hawkman's mask. Oh, I, I strongly disagree. We'll get into it. We'll get into okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just sticking with, like, the story i feel you kind of hit it right on the head i feel like because after you saw the movie i asked you what you would compare it to and you said you'd compare it most to like ant-man and the wasp and i absolutely agree with you there in more ways than one yes i am not going to remember sabak <laughs> Yeah. Like, and that's kind of the, was the thing with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like, I, I can't even remember the, like, I know Ghost was in there, but there was, like, some other, like, bad guy in that that was, like, trying to steal tech or whatever. That was kind of, like, going after Ant-Man, and it's just, meh. Like, I, I can't remember that villain for shit, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to feel the same way about Sabak. The only reason I know him by name now is just because I saw I it yesterday. It. <laughs> yeah, oh, and you I was read it. say because I read it so many damn times. Yeah. So, I think that's what's uh, keeping it fresh in my mind. Fair but enough. I, I'm going to completely forget all that stuff. I, I will... Like, don't get me wrong, I'll remember all the cool stuff, like, I'll remember all the JSA stuff, all the interesting conversations that Dr. Fate had with, um, with Adam, the interesting conversations or fights of morality between Hawkeye, or not Hawkeye, Hawkeye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hawkman and, and Adam as well, 
like that whole backstory that they did. Like I'll remember all of that, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to remember Sabak. Hey, we we all know that even though Hawkman couldn't take Black Adam, Hawkeye could totally take Black Adam. He'd kick Black Adam's ass. Like, is that during the coma that Black Adam <laughs> would put him in, or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Dude, Black I don't know Adam you... not being a... <laughs> you are living in a fever dream. <laughs> if you think Hawkeye has a, even the slightest chance against someone like Black Adam. That's like putting That's like putting Hawkeye against like Silver Surfer. <laughs> like absolutely zero shot. Oh shit! Um, but yeah, I, overall, I feel like the pacing was pretty good. Um, yeah, my only issues are technically in writing, and that's just because the villain was a little bleh. Yeah, no, I I would agree. But everything else was like really well done. Um, yeah. So where where are you sitting with the uh, with the story? Um, I'll go a solid eighty. That's not bad. It's a lot higher than I thought you were going to give it. Oh yeah. Um, I'm actually a, a a little higher than you. I'm actually sitting at like an eighty-five. Okay. Um, I think the story overall was pretty above average. Nothing too. I think like the biggest downfall is the the main villain with Sabak. Yeah, I think Sabak definitely had like potential, but I think he needed to be a bigger part. Oh yeah, like I think he should have come into play like earlier on. (laughs) Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it an 85. Uh, Moving on over to writing. Okay, when Adam was being like a badass, he was written like a badass. Yes. It wasn't until he started talking to Ammon <laughs> and hadn't, having to come up with a catchphrase that he uh, he kind of got ruined for me. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. Um, like, how did you feel about the whole, uh, situation at the end where he goes to sit on the throne and like, they make such a big deal out of it. And all of a sudden he's just like, it doesn't feel right. And then he freaking just breaks it. That was purely to get the iconic Black Adam pose. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that is all that was. (laughs) I, and it. I knew he wasn't going to. Like, the way that they just kind of, like... They held on it too long. Fair enough. I think that it had the potential to be cool. And I think he should have just, like, smashed... Or, actually, I don't even think he should have flown up to smash it. I think he should have just, like, stood back up and then zapped it. Yeah, that would have been cooler. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but the way that he like flies up and then smashes down just felt a little overkill and a little overdramatic. 
You're just like, <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here, but feels a little out of place. Yeah, like if he, eh, I don't know. It's just like it's that's one of the things that he should have just been like, no. Yeah, and then like maybe made a, I wouldn't say a throne or whatever, but he should have made himself like a seat to overlook Kondok. And yeah, then, that, like, that had that iconic, like, yeah, then end on that pose. Yeah, see, there we go. But, like, obviously, like, like I said, not do the throne thing where it's like he's ruling, but just have him with a seat. Yeah. Or maybe, like, break the seat off and, like, move it somewhere else so he could sit and, like, overlook Conduct. Like, I think that would have come off a little bit better. Like, just something else. It's just smashing it. It's just like, okay, now what? You're just going to, like, stand everywhere you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, seriously, though, straight up. Yeah, super cheesy. And I will say this. I, the, uh, the catchphrase that he ultimately ends up going with and saying, like, tell him the, the man in black sent you sent you or it's just some bullshit like that yes Ugh. i looked it up That's to see to watch. i know i looked it up to see where that came from and that is a, a thing that he says in the comics oh good lord i know i i hated it too i was just like gross yeah. that did not translate well <laughs> at all not even a little bit Ah, <laughs> uh, but i will say this the rest of the stuff that he had when he wasn't like doing stupid catchphrases and whatnot, was pretty well done. Like I yeah. liked when he was searching for Ammon in the bikes, and like the the last bike he like rips open and he's not in there, and he grabs the dude and just like freaking throws him, and then Doctor Fate comes and is like, "Hey, like, where's where's this?" This guy, like, did he survive? Like, we can break into his mind, and he just kind of has that moment of, like, oh, shit. And then, like, <laughs> looks up, then just, it pans over a little bit, and you just see the guy fall and hit the ground, and he's like, he, uh, didn't make it. <laughs> that uh, was easily the best joke in the movie. <laughs> and there was no, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Um, how did you feel about the whole, uh, what the hell was the kid's name again? Uh, Ammon. Ammon, like how he was uh, really like pushing to uh, make sure that uh, Kondok like had a uh, protector and all that kind of stuff. How did you feel about how that was written? I didn't hate it. And it's like, at least in the moment, I think I did. But I think Adam just kind of like always saying like, oh, I'm not a, a hero. I'm not a hero. And have like that was his issue was saying that he wasn't one. Yeah. And it's because of like the, the whole like morality thing where he kills people. And like, I think that was like the biggest struggle with him. Like knowing that violence kind of sometimes answers all your problems. <laughs> 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 I, I think he struggled with that a lot. And that made for some interesting, like, storytelling. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think 
everything else was... I don't know. Maybe, I think... It made sense. Like, it, it made sense because it's, like, pushing Adam to be more like his son, who he looked up to. And so I think that has an interesting take to it. That's fair. And maybe, like, you can also, like, again, like, after having seen the movie and, like, knowing all this backstory behind him, I think you can understand his hesitation, like, knowing that he's never going to live up to who his son was. Yeah. And it just kind of brings up that whole, like, maybe not the hero they want, but the hero they need. (laughs) I don't know. Black Adam's tough, dude, because it, it's like he's not really a a true hero, but it's also they did a really good job. Like this is exactly what I want from like a villain, like quote unquote villain movie, where you make the heroes look like the assholes. Yes, I absolutely agree. Like if they did anything correct, it was that. Yeah, like, I was not rooting for the JSA at all. <laughs> like when they showed up and like Hawkman started like freaking preaching his whole like we don't like heroes don't kill bullshit. I'm like get out of here. Like I was exactly with so the freaking civilians. <laughs> like when that. he saved those people and they started booing him, I'm just like yeah, straight up, dude. Like, these people will face due justice, and then freaking Adam blasts the hell out of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it... It's, again, another, like, super interesting discussion that you can have. Like, the morality behind killing. It's true. It's like, who's really the bad guy? Like the freaking superhero that saves the the asshole, or the villain that kills the person that's causing damage to people. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like there is kind of like it's just interesting. There, I think there's a fine line between that because it's like you you don't want to t- like just start killing people off left and right because like you kind of want the police to do their job. <laughs> yeah (laughs) like you kind of want there to be process but it's like again it's a a super fine line to walk and i think hawkman brought that up like a decent amount it's just like if we like just bringing that up like that exact point where's the line yeah because like you couldn't push it too far one way or the other because it's like okay you still need to like protect these people like in a vigilante sense, but then ethically, like you're kind of playing God if you're killing. <laughs> and it's like, okay, and then who decides or how do you decide who lives and who dies? And it's a tough line. It is a very tough line. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. But I think that they they chose like with Inner Gang being the the big bad, like the or the the threat that needed to be stopped. I think that was kind of the perfect 
line because I think if he just started attacking like government people, like that would have been like a little shady. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like I think even like a corrupt government, I think would have been a little on the like eh side. So I yeah. think like these people that came in and are enforcing these rules and like not allowing this country to live in peace and freedom perfect villain like and uh, like made me totally okay with all the the killing that black adam was doing <laughs> <laughs> like okay i got you boy i got you <laughs> <laughs> like i can get behind this <laughs> yeah like it's these people that are like enforcing these really harsh rules on this these people instead of allowing them to like live peacefully and like do their own thing like putting curfews and whatnot on them like again totally get it the fact that like the one guy literally asks tells a kid to get in line for a security check when he's on a freaking skateboard are you freaking kidding me dude yeah like what a dick yeah (laughs) but i think that's i my writing score, I think, is a, is a little higher than my story, and it's solely because of the great like moral and ethical questions that can come up through this. And I'm I'm definitely going to be docking for the cheesy like catchphrases bullshit that they tried doing. Um, other than that, I didn't hate a lot of what they wrote i think maybe another thing that i might dock for the whole like cyclone adam smasher love connection felt really out of place here yeah i yeah i can definitely agree with that i really liked the friendship though between uh dr fate and hawkman i really liked that yeah dude that was great like, you really felt, like, the emotional impact on Dr. Fate's death, and it was all because of how Hawkman was reacting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ugh, so where are you sitting with writing? Uh, I'm the same with you, uh, with uh, how you said that uh, the way that they approached some things and uh, gave more uh, de- oh my God, detail um, into... Uh, why they, the the agenda with Com- oh my god I'm gonna butcher the freaking name, Comron, Com Com, do you remember the name? The Com- what is it called Comron or are you talking uh, about a person or the Condoc 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 I'm saying Comron <laughs> that's not even freaking close <laughs> I know I was like who the hell's Comron. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's. It, I would say that the writing is slightly better uh, than the story. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go slightly above. I'm gonna go an 81. Yeah, I'm going higher than my story score by a couple. I'm thinking I'm gonna be at like an 87. Okay. All right, moving on over to acting and the main people that we have in this we have Dwayne Johnson who of course played Black Adam or as he was known through this for a majority of it uh, Teth Adam Uh, we have Aldous Hodge who played Hawkman Pierce Brosnan who played Dr. Fate Noah Centineo who played Adam Smasher 
uh, Quintessa Swindell, who played Cyclone, uh, Sarah Shahi, who played Adriana Tomaz, and then we got Bodhi Sabangui, who played Aman Tomaz. Um, let's see, Mohamed Amir, who played Kareem. James Kusati Moyer, who played Samir. And then I think that's it. Oh, almost forgot the the bad guy, Marwan Kenzari, who played Ishmael, King Akhtan, and Sabak. So yeah. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Yes, it is. Do we want to do top three, or should we do five? Um, it's up to you. I'll let you decide. I'm leaning more towards... I feel like our top three is going to include the same people, so I kind of want to do top five. Okay. That that sounds good to me. All right. So let's start off with our number fives. Okay. Um, sorry, go. No, I think I'm going to go with Cyclone for my number five. I'm, I'm the same. Dude, her powers were so cool. They were. They were freaking awesome. They looked absolutely stunning, which we'll get into with effects. But the the way that she was, like, dancing? Yeah. Like, I think it looks so just, cool. Yeah. It was freaking badass. And I feel like maybe she could have been considered, like, a little bit on the bland side. But I thought the way that she was really smart and, like, really tech-savvy and everything was really well done. No, I absolutely agree. Like, it, it kind of just made her feel like, okay, this is why um, some JSA alumni like Hawkman and Dr. Fate would allow Cyclone to be included in this group. Yeah. Like, I can't, like they said, like, Cyclone and Adam Smasher, like, are the nail and the hammer, respectively. Yep. <laughs> And, like, with Cyclone, like, being the nail, like, she's very direct, but she, I think she also has, like, some, like, really solid skill sets outside of her abilities. Yes. That are, that would be useful to the team. Adam Smasher, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, anything else you want to say about the actress? Or- no. Uh, she was great. She was fantastic. All right, what's your number four? Uh, four. Uh, I would actually give to Noah Cent- Centineo, Adam Smasher. Ooh, he did not make my number four. Okay. What What was your number four? Uh, my number four. I would actually give to Sarah Shahi, who played Adriana Tomas. Okay. I think she made very interesting arguments about, um, like, obviously she kind of had, like, an Indiana Jones vibe with her archie, 
archaeological background. I think that's the right yeah. word. Um, Sounds right to me. Yeah, and then she was just kind of like giving it to to Hawkman when it came to his feelings about Black Adam and pointing out like you like for like you allowed uh, what are the inner gang to come into this country and basically take over without so much as visiting us and now all of a sudden we have a hero of our own or someone to like a protector of our own and then so- suddenly you're all interested in what goes on here like just calling yes, them out on their wrong. shit yeah i'm yeah. like like exactly i was just like yeah freaking call them out on it on their shit <laughs> <laughs> like that is an absolute load of crap <laughs> Oh shit! So I I loved the freaking sass that she was given, Hawkman, and just like her whole story, like you completely understood like why she was the way she was with uh with all that. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so explain your Adam Smasher choice. <laughs> no, I I really liked his performance. Uh, I had a fun time watching him. Uh, he's definitely the comic relief character. Of the uh, Justice Society, but I didn't mind that. Um, no, I I just had a good time watching him. I I feel I had more. Don't get me wrong, I really liked Quintessa's Cyclone, but I feel I just had a little more enjoyment watching Noah as Adam Smasher. That's fair. I think the reason he didn't make my top five was because he was maybe too funny. Okay. Or too played for laughs. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but I mean, I really like that that actor, and yeah. I think oh, yeah. if they wanted to bring him back, like I would not be upset about it whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think in, just in this, I I think he has a place within the DC universe, just not quite here. Okay, that's fair. All right, next up, who would be your number three? This is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I'd actually give it to Dwayne Johnson. Dude, me too. (laughs) Serious? Oh, yes. I love it. Oh, man. God, we are just Uh, one, aren't we? Dude, I freaking love him, but he plays the same character in everything that he does. Yes, 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 he does. Like okay, did this fit for Black Adam? Absolutely. But it's it's so hard to separate. Like the it's it's an, I think it's damn near impossible now. But I don't know if you <laughs> can separate Black Adam from The Rock. Yeah. Other than The Rock actually like smiles every once in a while, and Black Adam just smirks. Like I think that's like the most that. He <laughs> <laughs> like he's done. Like, ah, the Rock has such a big personality, and it is so hard to hide. It really is, yeah. So it's it's hard to say that he has the acting capability to hide. <laughs> yeah. Like. I will say this, I do think he 
got it like spot on with making Adam as uh, sympathetic as he needed to. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What? <laughs> what are your thoughts on on him? No, honestly. Like, I like freaking overrode you. <laughs> no, you're good. Like honest, freaking all I saw with him, a lot of it was just. Have you seen Hobbs and Shaw? Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, I really just saw because like in that his character is like very you know like grungy brutal doesn't really smile a lot yeah that's literally just what i saw here with but it's uh him with the with superpowers now oh my gosh dude you are so right (laughs) (laughs) and that sucks to say because i mean he you could tell through everything that he's been able to like push for Black Adam, that he really loves this character. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even going as far as like, like he just loves the DC universe in general, and you can totally feel that. And like, I mean, obviously he voiced Crypto, he voices Black Adam, he voiced Black Adam's dog. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, like, come on! Like, there you can't say that he doesn't like the DC universe at all. Like, yeah, it shows, and it's hard not to have some appreciation for that love. No, I absolutely agree. So yeah i I loved him, but I think he just got outshined a little bit. <laughs> yes, I agree. I will say this, the margin between, I knew our top three were going to be like having to glue the same people, unless you freaking hit me <laughs> with a wild card. I doubt it. Yeah, but gosh, I didn't, th- I thought you were going to put him higher. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one with the unpopular opinion. <laughs> no, man. All right. Who would you put for your uh, number two? I feel this is probably where we're going to differ. Number two, I would give to Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. Ah, that is where we differ. Yep. I had a feeling. Don't get me wrong. I loved him. He was fantastic. Um, I heart, seriously, literally every superhero in this movie I knew jack shit about. Um, So I love being able to see these new characters. Um, So I knew nothing about Dr. Fate. Um, but the performance that Pierce Brosnan gives as the character is amazing. It's fantastic. It's very, very emotional at the ending between him and Hawkman, which I absolutely love. Both of these actors played it off so well. Um, yeah, n- nothing but great things to say about his performance. Yeah, absolutely. And I have nothing bad to say about him because he was my number one. <laughs> Um, so I'm assuming your number two is probably my number one. Yeah. yeah. And, like, honestly, like I said, tight margins. Tight, tight, tight margins. It's it's just... So, the reason that I loved Pierce Brosnan so much was because he... He played someone that had a haunting secret so well. 
but also had just like a certain class about him. Yeah. That is just, I feel it's hard to obtain. And like, I don't think they could have cast anyone better than Pierce Brosnan. Oh, for for some for a character like Doctor Fate, absolutely agree. And I think, I think the way that he fought, I will say this, because like the MCU equivalent to Doctor Fate is obviously Doctor Strange, right? I think that's something we can all agree on. Absolutely, it feels like. Doctor Strange has to put forth so much more effort for his magic than Doctor Fate does. And I think that works out in Doctor Fate's favor. Yeah, you know what? I, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Like, dude, I was getting ner like I found myself getting nervous about the shit that Doctor Sh- or that Doctor Fate was going to do because I was just so under the, like that mindset that Doctor Strange has to do all this, like, cra- like I don't think Doctor Strange would have had the time to pull stuff off that Doctor Fate did. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, no joke, like, I think uh, Ammon would have been fried if Doctor Strange <laughs> had to save him. Yeah, no, absolutely. So... <laughs> But, yeah, I've always kind of been really partial to Dr. Fate in general. Like, he's one of my favorite, like, mystical heroes in all of, like, comic book. Like, I've always loved him. Like, Dr. Strange probably doesn't crack my top five favorite mystical beings. Really? Yeah, like, I, I like... Like honestly, I think my top three are all DC characters. Okay. Like I'm talking like magic right. users. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my number one has always been Doctor Fate. My number two, I'd probably give to John Constantine. Uh, my number three, I'd probably give to Zatanna. And then. Honestly, I think Doctor Strange used to be my f- my number four until Wong came along. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. And so, yeah, my number four would be Wong, and then number five might be Doctor Strange. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, Doctor Fate's always been, like, a, f- a fan favorite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> So I I just feel he was cast perfectly. Um, but just getting into my number two and your number one, Aldous Hodge. Holy crap, dude! I freaking love him. Right? Oh my god, he was amazing, dude. He, yeah. He... <sighs> Nothing but good to say about him, too. He pulled off, like, the badass Boy Scout so well. He did. Like, oh my gosh, I loved it so much. 
like and he also just had like a sense of class and style about him as well that just just stuck like his his weaponry was off the hook like the freaking mace that turned into an axe that was also like a shield like dude dude so cool like I freaking loved what they did with with Hawkman in this. Like Hawkman's always kind of been kind of like for me a little eh character. Um it's always but, the hawk characters that get the short end of the staff. What up with Okay, that? well don't get me wrong, Hawkman's cool. I know. Like I've always thought shit. he was cool, but it's just maybe he's never really cracked like my top list. If that's fair. Like, even with, like, the full Justice League. Like, like uh, the old animated Justice League show. Like, I was never the biggest fan of, of Hawkman. And it's not necessarily because he would... Like, it, it, he just kind of had a, uh, like, a douchey vibe about him. <laughs> like, I don't know if you, like, watched that show at all or remember him. I... I only watched like a couple episodes, but I do remember him being, yeah, he was quite a douche. Yeah, like, he's always kind of been that way to me. And, but, I don't, Aldous Hodge, dude, he, he did freaking great. He, oh my god, he's so good, so good. And honestly, I think I would have, I know that they, we're not going to recast him, but I think he would have made an excellent replacement Black Panther. Yeah, you know, I could see that. Yeah, I would have loved to see that happen. But yeah, you know, unfortunately, we're probably not going to. <laughs> and honestly, it's probably for the better, you know, just out of respect. Yeah. Dude, I. There's. I will say this, I do wish, like, and this is nothing against his acting, this is just something maybe the movie didn't explore super well, which I don't think they should have. Like, I think it, it's fine that they didn't uh, give us, the like, the background on Hawkman, because obviously it wasn't his movie. So, like I said, totally fine that they didn't do this. But a little bit bummed i hope we eventually get to see it like i hope this version of hawkman gets his own movie um but i would love to see a little bit more about hawkman's origins oh i would love that so much so do you know the whole like the story between hawkman and and hawk girl i don't actually so i believe hawk girl was like ancient royalty, right? Oh, okay. And I think Hawkman was either like a guard or just some sort of like peasant that she fell in love with. And their love was cursed for some reason. Like I'm probably butchering this <laughs> this tale but their their love was cursed and so they were only able to like be together for a short period of time before one of them died but huh that but that's like part of the curse because 
each time they die, they're both reincarnated. In like, and they have to like start the whole cycle again until they find each other. And then once they find each other, eventually one of them is going to die. And it's like, a, it could be like one of them, it could be both of like whatever the situation may be. They they can never be together for too long before the other one dies. And it's always like right after they fall in love. Interesting. Yeah, and then they. From what I recall, I think they retain their memories or they're able to, like, remember um, certain things. Like, I don't know. Like, the only reference I have for this was from the uh, Legends of Tomorrow TV show um, where Hawk Girl did not have her memories uh, for a few episodes. And then when she finally, like obtain them and then realize oh I f- like I love Hawkman that's when Hawkman died oh and that's just the kicker yeah so I would love for them to explore that like I think that'd be so cool like and again I would love to see like a Hawkman interact with like a, a new Doctor Fate that'd be badass or even like an original, like if they were to do that whole like traveling through ancient times situation, because Hawkman and Doctor Fate both have ties to Egyptian, um, like they have Egyptian roots. So I think that would be a really interesting uh, thing to just play off of, like if they gave them like a team up movie or something. Um. But anyway, just getting back to Aldous Hodge's performance. He he did something that I think is really difficult to do and is playing off that whole Boy Scout while being badass at the same time. Yeah, I I would agree. Like I think that's really hard because it's like if you us- if you get a Boy Scout, it's you he's usually pretty boring. It's kind of like Cyclops. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just sticks to his morals too hard, and it's just like, okay, like... We get it. Yeah. But he, this one, like, it felt like Hawkman could do some... Could do some shit. But, again, loved his performance. Like, absolutely blew me away. And actually made Hawkman... Someone I would love to see in the uh, Justice League. Hell yeah! Like he gave such like good personality to to a character that I could give two shits about. <laughs> like pr- prior to this, yeah. Um. So, what are you thinking for acting? Um. And I was, I'd say I'm. Uh like the mid to high 80s so uh, i'll go in 86 i'm actually cracking the 90s on this one okay not very much though i'm not going like too deep into the 90s i'm sitting like maybe a solid 91 that's fair yeah i think they they did a decent enough job to earn that all right, next up we got character development, which obviously we do on Black Adam. 
Yes. Um, what did you think about this? Um, overall, I I thought it was decent. Um, like I said, I don't know. I knew jack shit about Black Adam. I uh, never read any of the comics. Um, absolutely nothing. So discovering just because I don't remember uh them like I didn't pick up on them like spoiling the kind of a uh, twist in the trailers um that uh turns out that the kid that we're uh, focusing on in the flashbacks is not actually Black Adam or the Rock it's actually his son and so you know seeing how good of a person his son was and then how his his father looked up to him and because of this he saves his father and you know that's how he gets the powers of black adam but he doesn't consider himself a hero and just just watching his uh transition to find, to realizing that oh you know hey maybe actually I can do some good maybe I can actually be the protector of um Kondok um I I th- I thought it was a decent character arc um and I mean I have nothing to be angry about with them like changing uh uh oh my god uh char- the uh character's origin story um like Caleb mentioned that they did change some stuff um just because I've never read anything on Black Adam so if you would have told me this is how the comics were I would have believed you <laughs> um like I said I don't have like a super deep like history on Black Adam the only thing that I've gotten off of him is what I've heard in the uh the dynamic duel podcast which if you haven't listened to that definitely go check that out they do a really good job of giving you like a quick history of the characters um and they try to keep it like on on topic when it comes to like characters uh coming to uh theaters Okay, that's awesome. Our characters related to movies, so I think they just recently did one with Black Adam. Um, nice. But they did like a big old deep dive with him, and it was great learning about that. Um, and they actually reviewed this movie, and I haven't listened to that yet, so I'm excited to. I, I try not to, if we're breaking down the same movie, I try not to listen to theirs before I do ours. <laughs> that That's fair. I can understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, but what am I getting at? Yeah, I think. I think maybe the way that they um incorporated or explored the idea of maybe his acceptance of not being a hero, but rather being a pr- just a protector over the freedom of this country. Um, I think that really serves the, the character. Well, at least like from like what they set up of him. Um, so I really love that. And I, I think it was like a slow transition. Like, I, I don't know what his plan was. <laughs> like once he like Fair. got, like, I think he was just taking out what he viewed as bad guys. So I don't know what his plan was going to be had, like, with him just kind of being out in the world. So I think it, like, it's nice that they gave him some sort of purpose. 
and then just kind of like rejecting that purpose, I would say. Yeah. And then like ultimately accepting it. And I think the way that they showed him accepting it with that conversation with uh, Dr. Fate was like inspired. So I love like that connection that he had, like the, I think he was under the water a little too long for me to believe that he didn't die. <laughs> that's fair. That, yeah, that's absolutely fair. Um, But I do feel like the conversation that he had with his family outside of, um, like, within his self-conscious or whatever, or in the, like, whatever afterlife, um, I do think that that was a really powerful discussion between him and his son. So, really, really love that stuff. And unfortunately, with that, I think that's kind of one of the more average uh, character arcs. It's just like someone. I, no, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, just someone just not accepting their role and then ultimately accepting it after a rousing speech from a colleague. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was really well done. But I think I'm sitting at like an 83 for that. I'm just going to go slightly below you. I'm going to go an 81. Totally fair. All right, next up we got effects. There was some sketchy shit in this. Not going to lie. Yeah. No, I can absolutely agree with you there. Uh, uh, my biggest issue with that kind of came with... Uh, uh, Adam Smasher's mask. It looks so weird, right? Dude, and it's it looks funky because the rest of his suit looks super good. Yeah. Like, even when he was transformed, I, it's just like the way that his face was moving. It was like rubbery. Yeah, I, I did not like it. And it's so weird because, like I said, the rest of his suit, like even when he was like transformed or whatever, looked great. How did they screw up the mask so bad? You got me, man. You got me. And it's like the rest of the movie looked freaking bitchin'. Like, all of their budget must have gone into freaking Hawkman and Dr. Fate and Black Adam. <laughs> yeah. Or, and Cyclone. Like, maybe Adam Smasher just kind of got pushed to the wayside, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we need to animate him. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. We forgot yeah. one, dumbasses. Yeah. And I don't think I really appreciated how much it looked like Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, that I can let go to a point, because that is how he looks in the comics. Yeah, fair enough. But the rest of his, like, face, like, the, the rest of his face looked weird, dude. It really did. I did not like it. Ugh. Yeah, it was funky. And especially when he was moving around a lot. Like, when he was just kind of, like, sitting there and not really doing a whole lot with his face, like, it looked fine. But once he started, like, moving around, it was it was weird. It really was. 
Um, the other effects that I can I can think of, like like I said, Doctor Fates looked amazing. Um, Hawkman looked bad ass. Yes. Oh my god. Amazing. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew know this about um Hawkman, but he is supposed to have like normal wings. I did not know that actually. Yeah. So they they made a creative decision about putting those like metal wings on him, and I think that just worked in their favor here. It did. Like he looked so freaking cool, dude. And we'll get into this a little bit more with with costumes, but gosh, he like everything that they did with his his suit like looked incredible. Like the movement of of the wings, like I love that he was like even used his wings in like a defensive way. Like, kind of gave me some Falcon vibes, but... Yeah, it did. I think they pulled this off better than Falcon. You know what? Fair enough. I, I'd honestly agree. Oh. And then Black Adam, like, he just looked awesome. Like, there was there was very little that I had issues with with his... Uh, any effect that they had on him. I think my biggest issue if any was when he first came into the into the movie and he was like flying around but it was just more like stand floating yeah yeah, that's a good point like i think that looked super weird (laughs) it it, it just not weird it just felt off like he wasn't putting very much effort into his flying around and especially when they would do it in like slow-mo and he's like sitting there like flying somewhere super fast just kind of like standing there i'm like no you you should kind of be supermanning it everywhere you go (laughs) yeah dude dude straight up i'm like i don't understand the physics of like flying and whatnot but i know you should be supermanning it around (laughs) 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 oh Um, the, dude, just the freaking brutality that Black Adam had in this, though, like, all of those effects looked amazing. Yes, yeah, I had no problems with that. Yeah, like, the way that he melted that first guy. (laughs) Yeah, like, goddamn. Yeah, he did that, freaking blew up a bunch of other people, he ripped Sabak in half. Um, honestly, my favorite kill is when he threw that one dude that lost his arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, it's like everything you want to, you kind of want to see Superman do. <laughs> yeah. But you know he Straight would never. <laughs> no, no. Like, Superman, when he's fighting normal people, is more of the, I'm just going to lightly tap you and have you go flying into the wall and knock yourself out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, Black Adam just, like, does not give a shit. (laughs) Oh, but all that shit looks so good. I think my only issues was, was with how he was flying in the beginning. 
at least when he was like going fast. And then Adam Smasher's mask. Other than that, yeah. the effects were incredible. Sabak looked a little funky, but honestly, wasn't too bad for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. So, where are you sitting with effects? Um, for effects, I'll go. I'll go an eighty-two. Damn, I don't know if I'd go that low. I think I'm sitting at like a solid 90 for the effects. I think they were okay. really well done. Like, especially freaking Dr. Fate, dude. Like, he that looked... was really good. Yeah, he looked amazing. Like, honestly, I'm sitting... I'd be at an 82 with just freaking Fate and Hawkman alone. That No, and that's fair. That, that is and fair. And then... Oh, not even taking any into consideration freaking cyclone oh yeah that's true dude okay, her effects look. looked yeah i'm actually i actually talked myself up higher because i i think i forgot cyclone i think we're going up to like a 92 though um but yeah like i was kind of afraid that cyclone was just going to end up looking like just a straight up tornado the entire time. I like that her wind manipulation wasn't just like straight up just wind that it had like some color and life to it. Yeah. Like, I think that just kind of made her stand out from like other wind manipulation that we may have seen or just straight up making her a twister. <laughs> Like, I know she, like, would eventually, like, when she was doing tornadoes and shit, like, it was just, like, a basic tornado, but it started off with her, like, color. Yeah. And we'll get into this with costumes, but I appreciated the color that they added to her costume, just to kind of make the color that she was shooting out with her wind make sense. Um, all right, next up we got music. I don't know, nothing really to write home about this. It was kind of just, it's just all right. This is where I kind of disagree with you. Really? They they had a freaking bitchin' soundtrack. <laughs> hmm. Like, it's it's not a 10 by any means, but... It was still freaking like amazing soundtrack. Like my favorite was when they were playing um Paint It Black. Like when he was coming out to freaking beat the shit out of Inner Gang, like th their big slow-mo scene. Okay, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Yeah, like that was that was the shit, dude. <laughs> um I will say though there are at least like maybe the beginning like I think the overall songs that they chose worked well but there was a few songs that they chose that felt a little funky like I think they just kind of started off and they felt a little like too lighthearted fair enough I'm trying to see if I can find like the soundtrack for this on IMDb. Where do they usually keep that? 
I swear, I scroll over it like all the time and it pisses me off. <laughs> eh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing it. Anyway, I I really like the the music that they used for uh for Black Adam. It, it made it like stick out, and not always in like the best of ways, but I mean, I think a soundtrack that kind of works, it like with good songs in it, is better than one without. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, personally, music, I'm at an 8. Okay, you know what? I can match you there. Oh, hell yeah. Alright, next up we got costumes, which I am super excited to talk about. (laughs) Yes, because these were so freaking good. Yeah, so first one I want to talk about is, um, is Hawkman. And this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier. I... Don't know how Aldous Hodge pulled off that goofy ass helmet. <laughs> oh shit. I love that. Dude, am I wrong though? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. That's as funny as shit though. The helmet itself, like just like the basic helmet looks okay. What threw me off is, like, the big-ass wings that he had on the side of his helmet. Like, they were ridiculously big. But somehow he pulled it off. Yeah, he really did. And the rest of the suit looked amazing as well. Like, I freaking loved everything that they did with Hawkman. And then Dr. Fate looked... Oh. He looked so freaking cool. Is, so is that how Doctor Fate looks like in the comics? Did like they get very comic accurate? Um, the helmet is on the right track. Okay. So okay, so Doctor Fate's helmet usually has eyes. Oh okay. But I think the them not giving him eyes worked out really well. Like it he looked super cool without the eyes. And but like if you're talking classic Doctor Fate the accuracy just isn't quite there. Okay. But it it's not in a bad way. Like I think the st- I think everything that they did with Dr. Fate was an improvement. Like, the classic Dr. Fate has, has like, the gold helmet. Um, He usually has, like, the two eye holes. Um, And he has, like, a basic white or yellow cape. Um... And it's usually like a pendant, kind of like the Eye of Agamotto looking thing. But okay. it's, it's it's more just like circular, so that's what's kind of holding his cape to his chest. Um, huh. And then he kind of has like a big waistband or a belt, like 
but and then the rest of his suit is uh is like blue with like the the gold boots so kind of just okay. re- typically a very basic design but i think yeah. the stuff that they did with him in like with this suit like giving him like the armored shoulder pads instead of like having a cape draped over his shoulder and then like the uh, like that egyptian symbol of of order or fate or whatever it it might be I'm, i don't know what that symbol is supposed to mean <laughs> yeah i don't either but how that tied into his his chest piece looked awesome and then just pair that with like his super like minimalistic belt his big old golden gloves like i love that his 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 gold gloves look like like a metallic fabric instead of like armor yeah like i think you could have gone a very like um medieval knight with his design but i think that the the gloves look really freaking cool <laughs> i agree and then nothing too special to talk about with like the boots or whatever but everything else like freaking sick um then cyclone trying to see what her okay so her costume's pretty accurate actually has a little bit more color to it in black adam oh really yeah like from what i can tell she usually only wears like a a green dress huh interesting yeah it's like a green dress with like some yellow straps um but i mean cyclone in this she had like a a purple chest piece green dress um can't really get it see a decent picture of her pants or or anything just kind of like maybe a purplish hue to her pants like looks really freaking cool oh you know what her freaking her her chest piece looks like it kind of looks like a mood ring i'm trying to remember what it looks like at the top of my head what her chest piece yeah yeah have you ever seen like a mood ring where it's like really dark color and then you touch it for a little bit and then let your finger off and it's like a really light blue oh yeah that's that's kind of exactly what it looks like because it's like a like a purple overall chest piece but then there's this like (laughs) honestly it's like a tornado looking uh blue piece down down her chest like it, it's freaking cool so i freaking love her her costume there and i, I love how it j- just flowed when she was using her her powers um getting into adam smasher um i'm like i'm honestly just googling these to see what the uh what the comics the, look like yeah fair enough he Looks as comic accurate as you can get. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, the only difference between his suit and the suit in the movie 
is he's usually portrayed being sleeveless. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. But, I mean, the rest of the design, like, the chest piece looks the same. Like, I think the only difference is, like, the on his normal suit, like, the red goes all the way over his shoulders. Whereas in here, or in the movie, he has, um, like, blue shoulders. Mm, okay. Yeah, but everything else looks pretty freaking close. Alright. Hell yeah. Like, even going as far as the mask. Like, the mask has the same same vibe as uh, as Deadpool. Like, in all honesty. It, it really does. Like, dead serious. Like, and that's even, like, talking, like, comic books. So, honestly, I, I, dude, I wish they would have just animated. I wish if they were going to copy Deadpool, they would have just gone full Deadpool. <laughs> And only animated his eyes. You know what? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, so so he looks freaking cool. Um, and then Black Adam. How did you feel about his costume change? Like, I know it was, like, super subtle. I thought but it what did fine. you think? Yeah? Like, yeah, I thought it looked good. Yeah, so, I mean, for those of you that don't know, Black Adam starts off the movie in a mostly, like, all-black suit. Like, I don't think he has, like, other than the, the lightning bolt on his chest, like, he doesn't have any, like, gold on him until he comes back, like, from yeah. escaping the uh, the prison that Amanda, Amanda Waller puts him in. And so there, like, it's the exact same suit, except gold bracers, a gold belt, uh, gold boots, and then he gets a cape. Yep. <laughs> and I actually really like that, that change. Like, that's, for whatever reason, like, that subtle change just made the world a difference to me. It it looks so badass. It looks a lot better. I mean, don't get me wrong, I had nothing wrong with his original appearance, but like you said, like the slightest changes that they made just made it look that much better. Yeah. You know what? Like I'm almost thinking that he I mean, I know that the the cape was kind of di differentiate himself from how he looked originally, but I don't know if he needed the cape. I honestly don't think he does. Yeah, he looks freaking sick, though. Like, love that suit. And I love that the explanation of, like, why his suit is uh, black. And it was just kind of because he was cursed with uh, the powers of Shazam and, like, born out of rage. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was so cool. Like, I thought that it... I, I, I appreciate them explaining that because they when they originally showed him it was more like a um like if you can imagine like an ancient egyptian necklace type thing like that's what his original yeah. suit looked like and then he went and like murdered everyone and <laughs> then it like got 
his suit got seared to his body. <laughs> but he looks freaking dope. Anyway. Costumes here. Yeah. I'm having a hard time not giving this a 10. I I can absolutely give it a 10. Hell yeah. Alright, last up, we got our own personal score. Do you want me to take this one? Because I feel you have a lot more to say about this movie than I do. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I've been like rolling over. <laughs> no, you're episode. good. No, man, I'm sorry. I no, dude, that's not you. It's just I'm. I'm sorry. I just haven't had a lot to say about this movie. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I had a good time with Black Adam. It, it was. It was a decent DC superhero film. It just, um, just wasn't my favorite. Didn't really reignite my uh my interest in the DCU going forward. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm very interested to see what they do from here. But um, I'm not like counting down the days until the next DCU project. Um, but for what it is, I feel uh, they did a decent job. Um, uh, Dwayne Johnson was a uh, he was fun to watch. Um, Aldous Hodge was amazing as Hawkman. I absolutely freaking loved him. He was incredible. Um, Pierce Brosnan was great. Um, the whole cast was really good. Um, it's just, I, I did have some problems with the story. Um, just, it, it, it just wasn't my favorite DC movie and it just didn't fully, it just, it didn't reignite my, uh, my interest in the DCU, uh, going forward. So with that, I'm going to give it an 80. I mean, that's not horrible. Yeah. Ugh. I don't, I really like, like, I've never, I'm obviously, like, I've expressed this, I'm more of a Marvel guy than I am a DC guy, but I, I can find enjoyment in both universes, and my issue with DC so far has always been the dark take, or not maybe the full understanding of who the character is. And, like, what they're supposed to be. And I feel like some projects, like, have captured that better than others. And I think with Marvel, Marvel works better with a a big universe. Because all of the Marvel comics kind of do have similar vibes and f- feels to them. Whereas the DC universe each of their characters feels very different from each other like batman does is does not release the same type of comics that superman does and superman does not release the same type of comics that wonder woman does so the the differences between these characters is is a lot and it's 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 hard for me to view the dc universe as one big thing just because like like i said they're every character is so different from each other like this was the perfect tone for black adam just like i thought shazam had the perfect tone 
in that movie. And yeah, it's it's it did kind of reignite maybe not my love for the DCEU, just more my faith in it. Like my faith that like okay, they can release something that's good. And yeah, I think that's just where I'm where my head's at with with the DC universe right now. It's just like okay, like now that I know what you're capable of, like I think the letdown is just going to be more if the if future projects suck. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, but with that, I'm actually going to be a little higher than you, but surprisingly not by much. Um, I'm actually okay. sitting at like an 83. Like I had a, a okay. really decent time with this movie. Um, and like I said, makes me excited for future projects, but also wary of them because it's like, this is kind of, it's building me up. Like Marvel's yeah. always kind of like built me up, and then when they do let me down, it's not by a lot, but I think the biggest letdown that I've gotten out of Marvel is Love and Thunder. Fair, but even Fair. that letdown was not nearly as bad as some other like DC letdowns. Yeah, looking at you, oh. Suicide Squad. Yeah. And it's tough. It's like because when DC is good, they're like really good. But when DC is bad, it's 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 bad. <laughs> and this is just kind of one of those ones that's like one of the few middle ground. But I think it's leaning more I, I on the good side. That. Um. So yeah, like I said, sitting at an eighty-three. And with that number, uh, that concludes this week's breakdown so well i'm doing this all one-handed because i'm not in my normal studio space (laughs) all right so starting off with story we ended up averaging out to an 82.5 the writing we felt was a little bit higher sitting at a solid 84 Acting jumped up once again, sitting at an 88.5. Character development dropped down quite a bit, um, sitting at an 82, which actually is our lowest category. Um, Effects made a big jump up, back up to an 88.5. Music is sitting at a solid 8. Costumes absolutely sitting at a, a... really firm 10 and our personal score ended up averaging out to an 81.5 so with that the final all bros letter grade for black adam has come to a a b okay that's not bad yeah right so it is sitting at an 84.5 which is not horrible at all I'm not sure where I thought this movie was going to (laughs) be but it's 
kind of one of our more average. Well, it's kind of in the middle of our B movies. Um, so, like I said, Black Adam is sitting at an 84.5, which puts it above Prey, which was at an 84.43, uh, puts it above Avengers Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.37, puts it above Solo, which is at an 84.21, uh, puts it above Free Guy, which is at an 84.06, and also it is above Thor Ragnarok, which is at an 83.90. I think the only one I disagree with there is Prey. Okay, that's fair. The the other ones though, I <laughs> I get. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like saying that this is like I mean the difference between Thor Ragnarok and Black Adam is very small. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's again like less than one full percentage point. So these are, that's basically saying Black Adam, Age of Ultron, and Thor Ragnarok are basically the same like level of movie, and I could absolutely agree with that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, going the other direction though, Black Adam ended up below Christopher Robin. Which is at an 84.56. It is also below The Matrix Resurrections. Which is at an 84.70. It is below The Oath. Which is at an 85. As well as Hocus Pocus. Which is also at an 85. And then finally it is below The Lion King. The remake. For those of you that are wondering. Which is sitting at an 85.1. Okay. Not yeah, bad. so I think that has a pretty decent home. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would agree. I would absolutely agree. Yeah, not quite. So, I just... Just for shits and giggles, I wanted to see what other... What else this was above. Um, ooh, this, is, this ended up above Shazam. Really? Yeah. Damn. Um, I wanted to see where it ended up against Ant-Man and the Wasp. Just because that's the movie we were comparing it to. When yeah. I guess our real comparison comparison should have been Age of Ultron. <laughs> uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, this one was like really low. Shit. Ant-Man and the Wasp was a full, per, like a full letter grade below this movie. Oh damn! Yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp is sitting at a C. <laughs> damn! Holy shit! So obviously, it was a little bit better than <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh damn! But yeah, so it's sitting. It's above Shazam. It's also above the Suicide Squad. Wait, like James Gunn's Suicide Squad? We never broke down the uh, the other one. Oh yeah, we didn't. Oh, I call blasphemy. 
I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, we're about to throw some hands here, okay, buddy. Okay, okay. Fr- <laughs> freaking check this shit out. If you want to freaking fight me on this. Yeah, I'm going to fight <laughs> you on this shit. All right, let me see where, where it's at. All right, tell me if you would agree with these scores. The story sitting at an 80. Yay or nay? Mm, I'd give it higher. Dude, what? Ah, oh, freaking bullshit. Writing sitting at a 90. Okay, I would agree with that. Acting sitting at an 87. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. The character development at a 76. Fair. The effects sitting at an 89. Okay. The music at a 7. What? We gave we gave Black Adam higher than the Suicide Squad for music? Yeah, because Black Adam had a better soundtrack. I wholeheartedly disagree. Oh, you want to freaking fight on this, dude? Yeah. Alright, hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling this shit up, because... <laughs> screw you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other than the Folsom Prison Blues played by Johnny Cash, there's not an, another s- song on there that I b- bet you could name. Uh, yeah, I got another one. People, people who died. That's not on the list. It's not. Nope. Okay, I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying <laughs> the name of the song wrong. Give me a minute. No looking it up. <laughs> what? That wasn't part of the rules. That is absolutely part of the rules. <laughs> Damn it! I can't find it now. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people who died. Yeah, that was on it. People who died? It w- it was uh after the suicide squad gets raided and they switch from group A to group B. Okay. Then this Wikipedia page is not showing all the songs. All right, whatever. <laughs> but no. <laughs> yes. Alright, let's see. Uh, costumes, we gave an 8. Okay, I can respect that. And then our personal score, an 81. <sighs> Which you can't fight oh, with because we, we only gave Black Adam 0.5% higher on our personal okay. score. Fine, I'll accept it. <laughs> happy about it dude isn't this system a bitch sometimes (laughs) it is it very much so is (laughs) oh freaking love it um anyway before i get more heated um uh if you like what you heard and you want to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts we are damn near everywhere apple Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to this uh, right now, we're on there. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. If you want to uh, follow us on social media where you can DM us with episode ideas, um, that would be amazing. Uh, you can find us at facebook.com.
facebook.com forward slash the all bros twitter and instagram and and tiktok at the all bros or if you prefer to email us to let us know your ideas you can email us at the all bros channel yeah sorry the all bros channel at gmail.com um, if you want to go buy some of our merch, check out our store at tpublic.com forward slash user flowered, sl- flowered slash, wow, forward slash the Albros channel where you can find some cool ass shit that Caleb makes because he's so good at this stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, next week on the podcast, we will be breaking down uh, the new Daniel Radcliffe Weird Al Yankovic movie, which... From what we have seen, it's on uh, Roku. I didn't even know Roku had their own streaming service. That's new to me. Yeah, so we'll see if we can find a way to watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Your guess will be just as good as ours. uh, If it will be broken down next week or not. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Ah, you dick. Ah, gotcha, bitch.